The flinch, my personal body image struggle in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. After showering at the gym, I had an opportunity to walk into the dressing room. I opened the privacy curtain for my locker section. As I walked in with a towel wrapped around my body, I interrupted a young girl dressing. As I touched to open the curtain, the young girl in an instant flinched with such embarrassment. In that one moment, I saw her cover her breast in such a manner that she reminded me of my entire childhood, adolescence, and decades of feeling inadequate because of my own large breast. Breasts that those viewers on the outside would for a lifetime define me. Anita with the large breasts. Yeah, that's her. That's the one. Being perpetually identified in my personhood by two body parts that I had nothing more to do with than inherited DNA. In this generation, we all talk about healthy body image, but back in the 60s, in the 70s, 80s, 90s, there was little mention of healthy anything. Those of us taunted as Dolly Parton Jr., we just suffered in silence with how we felt about our body. We feared what grown men would try to touch us as they leered at us in innocence of our childhood. Men looking at our breasts as they imagined women in lewd magazines and parlors. When I walked through the curtain quietly as I normally did for the last year to the same locker, I'm normally alone, but this child's flinch grabbed me. It grabbed me in such a way I knew I could not ignore. As I disrobed, I was determined not to have the same level of modesty or tinge of embarrassment to hide my body, my own large breasts. I wanted to show her confidence. To be honest, I myself didn't really have such a tendency for body confidence, but I wanted to help this young girl. In helping her, I could help my grown-up self wake up to self-love. I knew what that flinch meant. Even being so young, a mere teen, I knew the way she cowered and covered up with such urgency. It was not about me being a stranger, but how she didn't feel she could expose what I could see of her in a second. I did see, and I knew. This baby in her teens didn't go to cover her body. She was purposely and calculating to cover up them, her double D tormentors, her mountains that would plunge her esteem to the floor if not helped. Strange how the middle tier of two mounds that every man, woman, and child would feel entitled all of her life to comment, stare, ridicule, and identify her by. What the outsiders would say and observe would mark her, her image in a way that stings, precision cuts, and razors would do to taint, harm, warp her mind. From the flinch, the work had already begun. In one flinch, I felt her shame. I was her. I had been her. And in some respect, I was still her. I was just full grown and could better disguise my flinch. The grown up me always suffers the remnants of the life people see me as my breast, my thick hair, my beaming smile, and all the opinions of my outward with no regard for the inward adoration. These people would freely give unrequested proclamations, declarations, and discoveries of who they think I am. I'm more than my breast. But I had realized that in the moment of seeing that flinch, I had to find words. I had to think, what can I say to her? 
What can I give her of my five decades of life that would help her? What can I say that will give some understanding that she doesn't have to live in the barrier of body shame? How can I elevate her feelings, mitigate that searing of the warped and tainted images of herself that are already brewing? God, please give me the words. I don't want this baby to spend time in her school hallways, her walks, her shopping, her showering, her existence, weeping on the inside, clutching, grabbing, crossing her breasts, wearing large clothes, hiding, binding, and trying to disappear in the world. God made her to shine. The devil found a dart to make her want to disappear. Not this time, Satan. I wanted her never to be bullied, being taunted down school hallways as stuff and puff. Too much devastation of the little young heart. Little girls to women don't fantasize to have people, strangers, women, men sexualize them or assume that because of enlarged mountains on our chest that we have an overly sexual, inflated ego of something we had nothing to do with. These outside entities don't know the hidden moments that we spend from childhood to womanhood, grabbing our breasts, holding them and wondering what life could only have been if they were half or fourth of the size. We hold them in a way that make them appear what we feel could be normal. Help us to be anonymous, regular and invisible in a crowd. As girls to women, we wish we could find a way to stay hidden from the spotlight to avoid women, girls, strangers, friends, family, old and young for a lifetime throwing compliments with a sting of envious venom saying, I wish I would have what you got. Give me some of them big breasts you got. Girl, look at those mountains of yours. Ooh, child, look at those monster titties. Dang, girl, you got some tatas on you and on and on. What do I say to her, this girl, this baby Nita? How do I give her something to help her, to encourage her? I have to give her something, but God, what? As a grown woman, I'm still self-conscious about my breasts. The showing of my cleavage, my physical makeup. I see the singers and entertainers, girls on the streets, pools, stores, flaunting, exposing cleavage lines 10 inches deep. But I have no such boldness or self-conscious freedom. My body modesty is too embedded over decades to show an inch. An inch has me pulling up my shirt 10 times an hour. Don't get me wrong. I'm thankful for each mammogram of healthiness of my breast. I have dense tissue, so I have to be even more diligent, especially with the cancer history of my family lineage. I'm grateful of the mammary glands that fed two children. I've stalled enough in my mind. I'm fully dressed and my swim clothes are put up. The time has come and I have to give her something of my life that will help her not live in this bondage. My mind is full of so many things. Do I help her know my breast affected my weight, exercise, self-esteem, my wardrobe choices, my flexed arm hang or unwanted attention? No, that's too much. But quick and to the point, be quick and to the point, Anita, and get the heck out of here. As I stood in front of my locker, I didn't know what to say and how to sum up a legacy in two minutes or less. There I go, putting a time limit on a testimony. I was dressed and I was ready. So as I turned 
fully dressed, still not knowing what words to say, still not knowing if I should say anything. I sensed there was a slight cultural barrier and possibly she might not even speak the same language that I speak. What I say, she might not even understand why I'm being so bold to speak something that may not even be her issue. Maybe I'm projecting my issue onto her, but I saw her flinch. I saw the torment. I recognized what I saw and felt, and I couldn't leave her living a life I lived. I had to share a a lifeline to this baby, this girl, this future woman. No excuses. Nobody gave me the dose of early affirmation and encouragement. By God's grace, I would. He showed me that one flinch for a reason. The one flinch that would signify the thousands to come. So it's now or never, I say to her in my quiet, slow, and purposeful tone. I've spent all my life having a large chest like you. I want you to know that you're beautiful. I want you to know that no matter how many times people tell you all your life, that they wish they had what you have, understand that what God gave you is your gift. God made you and you don't have to be embarrassed or ashamed or wonder why. Just know that you're beautiful. Know that God loves you. He gave you what he wanted you to have. You're beautiful. I want you to know no matter how many times people tell you all your life that they wish they had what you have, tell them God gave you what you have and they're a gift. For such a woman of words, I kept repeating, God gave you them as a gift and you're beautiful like a broken record. Finally, after the record player let me say another statement, I said, you don't have to be embarrassed or ashamed. And I stopped talking. I stopped talking because I didn't know if she understood or did she think this strange woman with much larger breasts than hers was a bumbling idiot. After a pause that felt like millennia, this small, quiet, tremoring voice says, I'm shy. I wear a big shirt so they won't see them. She looked at me timidly and I knew she heard me. I felt our connection. I knew she heard me. She heard my heart. She heard my understanding. She heard my wanting to build her up and not tear her down. She sensed that my eyes saw all of her. I said, remember you're beautiful. And I walked out. I didn't hug her, but I loved her in the way that I could. I gave my heart that has grown over a thousand faith moments in this area. I pray that I help this frail lioness be able to reach her full potential without the harness of this, of this pain over self-esteem. As I walked out, pulling open the privacy curtain, I took a few steps to see a woman. She was a few feet away. I don't know if this woman is her mother or some stranger who overheard my words, but she had a look of joy and relief and understanding and happiness on her face as she smiled at me. We didn't speak. I smiled back at her with a glance of affirming the future of the young sisterhood and walked out. I pray during my breast cancer awareness post that I can bring to the attention the realities of words of insensitivities, of carelessness, of what some may say to young, impressionable, growing, self-esteem, developing girls to women. I hope my openness and vulnerability can help other girls to women not spend 50 years avoiding the love for what God endowed them in their bodies. Breast or no breast, we're more than breast. 
As I close, I caution you people with the impulse to judge others for how they look on the outside, the top of one's chest, whether non-existent, small, medium, large, extra large, and upward is not a license for anyone to voice comparison, comment, or judgment. God says man looks at the outward appearance and stature, but he looks at the heart. Thank you, God, for looking at the heart. I speak my truth in love and honesty to share God's message, to affirm you, the reader and hearer, to give you the permission to love yourself. We women are more than our breast. We are much more than our body. Let's say it again. We are more than our breasts. We are much more than our bodies. God, we, your girls, your women are more than our breast, and we are much more than our bodies. Thank you, God, for seeing our hearts. Amen for the last flinch.